Thanks for tuning in to podcast number seven. Um, we're going to continue with this podcast on the series that we started with the order of the sport. And the second thing that we're going to look at in order of the sport is motor controls. We started this series off with the first thing that we look at the order of the sport, which is eyes and focus. But now we're looking at the number two thing. And that number two thing is our motor controls. What we're telling the bike to do. And it's all of these inputs. It's the inputs that, that you're giving the motorcycle. The signal that you're giving the motorcycle is what the motorcycle is going to do. So that's what we need to talk about. And these inputs are your throttle, the brakes, your body, the clutch, shifting. We need to tell the motorcycle what to do. And we need to have a, a consistent, predictable way of doing that and something that allows us to adjust as well. So all of these inputs, your initial inputs, your end of your inputs, inputs is really what we're looking for. And we're going to dive really deeply into that. And I kind of wanted to get into this a little bit. Your motorcycle really does not care what, what color socks you're wearing. It does not care what you had for lunch. Um, it does not care where you went on vacation. It, the only thing it cares about is what inputs you put into it. So by, by having a, a, this, a consistent and predictable way of doing it is, again, is what gives you those report cards to tell you if you've done something right or done something wrong. So let's just dive right into it. And I'm going to start this off with kind of making a blanket statement with, with um, all of our inputs. What we're really looking at is the first 5% of our inputs and the last 5% of our inputs. They're pretty much always going to stay the same. In between that first 5% is this big, gigantic 90%. And that 90% is what, uh, what allows us to adjust for different situations. So let's, let's take braking, for example. Your first five percent. Your first now. When I say percent, let's make sure you understand what I'm talking about. The first five percent is the is the percentage of maximum available. So if we have if zero is no brakes, 100 percent is your maximum braking. We're talking about the first five percent of your braking. So it's one two three four five percent. One two three four five percent. One two three four five percent. The quicker you go, the less time you have to have. Less time there is available, but there still is 5%. The more time you have, the more time that you can use it. It might be at a big, super long radius corner or a corner that you can be very proactive with. It might be one, two, three, four, five. Quicker you go, there's still a one, two, three, four, five. In other words, there's a time where you're allowing the fork to build pressure. You're allowing that the, the carcass of the tire to flex. And that's what gives you the initial adjustment for your actions. If you just went to the brakes at 40%, bam, 40, bam, 40, well, now you've lost the ability to adjust between 1% and 40%. You, you're hoping that whatever brake action you did match that turn's radius. So by starting off at that initial 5, 1, it calms your brain down. 2, it then allows you to start to adjust for whatever situation you, you have. Let's look at the last 5% of our actions. The last 5% of our actions are our fine adjustments. They're the precision part of what we're doing. And when you, for the riders that have worked with me, you realize how, how subtle that end of braking is. The, the subtleness in the braking, I'll, I'll literally count it out. It's five, four, three, two, one. Because we're letting direction come to me. 
And people will think, well, gosh, if I'm using my brakes like that, I'm going to be going slower. And you'll find out that actually you're not. You're actually carrying more overall speed in. So the first 5% of your actions is what sets you up to adjust for the situation. The last 5% is the, is the precision and the fine adjustment for that situation. The middle 90% is what allows you to adjust. So let's start taking a look at some, some, let's just dive right into each one of these things. So with braking, we've talked about the first five, the last five. With a short radius corner, so a very short, even a 90 degree corner, short radius corner, you'll go to your brakes, you still go to them at five. Well, because the radius is short, you have less time. So if you have less time, you have to build your brake pressure quicker. So you'll actually, your 90% will be fairly short. You'll go to your brakes, build 5%, and then your 90% 90, 90 becomes very, very short. Your last 5% is also going to be quicker because you have less time, but there's still a last 5%. So your last 5% still might be 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 to get that direction that you want. So a very short radius corner, that middle 90% is condensed. A long radius corner, big long radius corner, where you go in and use the brakes. Realize that your first 5% stays the same. Might even be a little bit slower. But now your middle 90% is very long because the radius is long. So we can adjust that brake pressure over a long period of time because you have the time and the radius to do that. And on a corner like that, your last 5% might be 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Because again, it's going to help carry more overall speed in there. And start taking a look at some of these other controls. Throttle. First 5% of your throttle is an enormous, enormous uh, deal um, is how you apply the throttle. I just was, uh, we were at Chuckwalla last week. I had a long conversation with Scott Russell about this. And if you ever get to ride with Scott, um, Scott is not the most patient person in the world. But man, does his hand move slow for the first 2, two to 3% of throttle. Oh my gosh. Um, he, was, he was showing us how he did this. His initial movement with the throttle is so, his pickup of the throttle is so slow and so smooth. We're talking 1 to 2 to 3%. And it's that way because he's on the edge of the tire. Well, if he's on the edge of the tire, if he's using whatever 98% of the bike's available grip for lean angle, he can pick the throttle up at 2% and still maintain the grip that he wants. Once he knows he has that tire loaded, once he knows he's got that weight transferred back, once he knows he's got that carcass flexed, then yes, his hand can start to move pretty darn quickly. But it all started with that first 5%, that first 5% of his throttle. If you go to your throttle at bang, 10%, and then realize, oh wow, I just shocked the bike, the fork unloaded, the bike jumped ahead, I'm losing direction, and now you gotta roll back off to get, to get all that back, you're, you're literally decelerating when you should be accelerating. We, we'll find that we work with a lot of riders when they pick their initial throttle up slightly slower, they'll get to wide open throttle sooner. Instead of going to it at bang at 15%, having to hold it, let everything come back to you, and then go back to the throttle. The rider that goes to it at 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, 10, 80, 100, right? Because he allowed that carcass to flex and he allowed the direction to happen. So the first 5% of the throttle is a really big deal in that respect. Same thing, there's, there's times where the last, when you roll off the throttle, 
and rolling off the throttle is a big deal too, that it doesn't transfer all that weight forward. Again, you have to look and see where, where that's in some ways uh, corner specific. Uh, where you roll off the throttle can be a big deal or how you roll off the throttle can be a big deal as well. So that's mainly where you'll have corners where you may not use the brakes, um, something that's very high speed, um, but something that you don't want the weight to transfer back uh, too, too quickly into the front. So that first 5% of the throttle, an enormous, enormous part of the acceleration, uh, acceleration curve. Uh, and really the whole idea is that is that once your, once your throttle hand starts to move, you don't want to ever have to give it up. That's how slow you want that throttle hand to move. Same thing with your body movements. Your initial body movement, if you go to turn in the corner and you're straight up and down and you go automatically into full Grand Prix, elbow on the ground, uh, well, <laughs> the problem with that is that you have not allowed, you've not loaded the foot peg in a linear fashion to get the bike to turn. And you want to be able to move initially fairly slowly and get the body to move and, and add lean angle in a linear fashion. Yes, of course, the faster you go, the quicker you have to make that happen. But it's still a very linear movement. And again, the first initial movement that you do with the body, pretty big deal. Watch, watch Grand Prix. Watch these guys as they turn into some of these corners. They'll, they'll turn in and their initial movement's really slow because they want to load that tire over a longer period of time. So body movement's a big deal. Same thing with, the, with literally the last little bit of your body movement. As you're fighting for grip, you're on that last little edge. You want to be able to have a little bit of body left over of that last little three or four or five percent of body left over to help pick the bike up and get it off there. So same thing, first five, last five, big deal. Clutch. So the clutch is also another big one where the, the, the clutch comes in fairly quickly. What we're really looking for is that last clutch release. Yeah, slipper clutches, I, I mean, I get it, um, but you still have to, have to control how that rear wheel catches up to the motor. Think about this, right? They have auto blip now. Well, why do they have auto blip? To blip! <laughs> so, so think about, they wanna control how that rear wheel catches up uh, to the engine. If you don't have an auto blipper, well, you've got one in your right hand and you also have that, got, you've got that clutch release really work that clutch release. Let that, let that um, clutch out slow in a fashion that allows that rear wheel to catch up, to the, catch up to the motor. Clutch does not have to be all the way out until you pick the throttle back up. So let's take a look at that. So <clears throat> there's some pretty big takeaways with this. And really, when you look at the brakes, when you start using your first five and your last 5% of your brakes, you have a great report card on how much neutral throttle do you have. So if, if you can make that last 5% of your braking, five, four, three, two, one, you'll carry more overall speed in, you'll, you'll carry the brake in closer to the slowest point of the corner, and you'll reduce the amount of time at neutral throttle. So to take a look at this, a great report card for this is how much neutral throttle do you have? Great way to take a look at that. And that all goes back to, it's not where you go to the brake that's important, it's where you let off the brake that's important. Another great report card for throttle usage is <clears throat> it's, it's once you go to the throttle, can the throttle keep moving and you don't have to give it up? That's a great one, right? So if your throttle just keeps moving in one linear fashion to the stop till 100%, that's what we're looking for. That means you've respected the slowest part of the corner. That means your throttle hand's moving in the appropriate way. 
So if you go to the throttle at 20 and then have to back off, let the bike come back to you, then go back to it and back to it on and off the throttle, that's a pretty tough deal. So think about a good report card there is once I go to the throttle to drive off of a corner, I don't want to have to give it up. Last thing that I want to talk about on this is let's put yourself in a position to use those controls. And, and there's a lot of ergonomics that go along with this. But the big thing on this is on, on the, when, you're, when you're on the brakes, we need to be able to have the weight off of our fingers to make sure that we've got brake and clutch feel. So how you position your hands on the bars is a big deal. People that have worked with me know um, how we place our hands on the bars. We use a lot more palm uh, to build brake force. Uh, we're not pinching the gas tank, right? We're, we're going to sit up on the brakes, <clears throat> have our knee out, and, and have our hands support us more. Our palms of our hands support us more. So that gives us the brake feel that we want so we can use these inputs correctly. Same thing with the throttle. Most, most abrupt throttle issues are weight on their hands. This is why those guys are so dang fit. That's why their cores are so strong. That's why we put our feet in such a, an important place to take the weight off of our hands so we can have the proper th throttle control and we can open up that throttle and, and not have it so, uh, so abrupt. So think about putting yourself in a position to use the controls correctly and I've got a great ergonomics thing that, that uh, we can go through and if you see me, I can take you through that. So order of the sport, this is motor controls. What you're telling the motorcycle what to do. The overall takeaway with this is your first 5% of your inputs the last 5% of your inputs. The first five is what sets you up for the situation. The first five is what allows you to adjust for the upcoming situation. The last 5%, the last 5% is your fine adjustment for each one of those situations to give you the control, give you the direction that you need. Let, that, let those two actions happen and then that middle 90% will literally take care of itself. So, motor controls, lots you can work on. You can work on them in your car, right? As you, as, you, as you come up to a stop sign, how's your end of brake release? As you go to the throttle, how's your initial throttle? Work on it in everything that you do, and you'll shortcut this learning curve.